It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up as we are wrapping up the NFL draft. It is hard to believe that the draft has come and gone. You know, we spent all this time analyzing and predicting and mocking and all that stuff. It was a long process, you know, from, you know, it's been about, what, almost three months since the Super Bowl, about four months roughly since the Panthers season ended. So we spent all this time breaking down these prospects, who fits, who doesn't, and in the blink of an eye, it's all over. Three days, seven rounds, 256 picks, is over like that. And I mean, even today, four rounds, uh, 156 picks, and it flew real quick. Like, it feels like it's it's just starting. 12 o'clock comes, and the first pick is up, which was the Panthers. And all of a sudden, seven hours later, it's already done. Just like that. So, in any event, this is it. This is the draft recap show. We're going to talk about the, or at least the day three wrap up show. And, you know, obviously we'll get more in the future on the, the whole group and, you know, talk about some of the other teams too. But we'll focus on the day three picks. And it started with the first pick of day three, the first pick of round number four, number 100, and 101 overall, and that was tight end Ian Thomas out of Indiana. Uh, Very good tight end, very underrated. Good pass catcher, but he didn't get a lot of opportunities to showcase that pass catching. He only ended up with about not even 30 catches in his career, but injuries really kind of hurt him. Uh, He also was in a spread offense. He had a lot of experience in a spread offense down in Indiana. Obviously, he's going to have more of a traditional offense here in Carolina, but it's still a good fit for him, I think, because he could use a little bit of work in run blocking, And being in a spot now where he's going to be the second tight end in this offense, it's going to kind of give him a lot of that work, a good chance to kind of develop that run blocking opportunity and get a chance to, you know, catch some passes here and there. Obviously, Greg Olson is the main guy. And again, we talked about the the contract extension I just got last year or yesterday, I should say for next year and the two years after that. But quietly tight end was still a bit of a need. We didn't really, you know, we, we really didn't address it all that much, to be quite honest. And, you know, that, that's kind of my fault, and I apologize. But 
quietly it was kind of an you know they were they were looking for that second tight end spot after Ed Dixon left. You know you still have Chris Manhurts, but you wanted to get somebody in there that could take on blocks and that could go out in the field and catch some passes if need be. And Ian Thomas definitely fits the bill. And for the first pick of the fourth round, you could obviously do a lot worse. And, and Thomas, and I kind of wrote about this too on one of the pieces for Panthers Wire, Thomas, I believe, was the sixth tight end taken off the board. And I know there's a lot of people that had him in their top five. You know, some maybe even a little higher. So the value, I think, is pretty good for what is essentially a, a pretty athletic tight end. Um, and it'll certainly be interesting to kind of watch how he how he develops. And again, you'll, you'll, you'll likely see him on the field quite a bit as a second tight end. He's, basically, he's pretty much going to take over the Ed Dixon role, but I think he's going to be better in the passing game or maybe a little more utilized than Ed Dixon was. Then, then they packaged a couple of picks. They actually moved up. They had a pick. I believe it was one of the picks, actually, that they got from uh, Green Bay. What? Yeah, it was. It was the pick. I believe it was the pick they got from Green Bay that gave them pick one for one hundred one as well. Uh, Use that to move up to one thirty six. Move back into round four to select Marquise Haynes, the kind of. You know, DN linebacker kind of edge guy out of Ole Miss, and Haynes is the guy that I got to see a little bit of down at the Senior Bowl, and I, I liked what he saw, what I saw in one on ones. I thought his speed off the ball was pretty good, and I think that's probably more of his game in the NFL. Is kind of that speed rush, you know, that quick step off the ball. Uh, more of a situational pass rusher. And with the way the Panthers kind of like to rotate their DNs, you know, they got a bunch of them in the, in the mix last year. You know, you saw guys like Brian Cox and Wes Horton kind of get a little more, little more work, especially with Charles Johnson's suspension and then being a healthy scratch. You know, of course, Charles Johnson now isn't even there anymore. And... Julius Peppers could be in his final season. Uh, Mario Addison, obviously, is certainly not getting any younger. But, again, this was kind of a position that I thought quietly was a little bit of a need, or at least, you know, again, the kind of what I just said, they like to utilize a lot of players. So I thought... Going up for Haynes, and, and again, he's as, as a guy that you could just plug in there right now on third downs and just let him get after the quarterback. You know, to start his career, I think I think that could be a, a, a spot for him. You know, we'll see if they like to de- develop him a little bit more. What I am curious too is what 
how is Deshaun Hall going to factor into this? You know, last year's third round pick spent the entire season, his entire rookie season on injured reserve. So it'll be really interesting to see now how he comes back and how he factors into the equation. You know, and maybe there's room for both. You know, maybe you sprinkle both of them. Um, but I, I definitely think that's going to be one of the more fascinating battles in training camp is at the defensive end, at the edge position. You know, particularly between those two, those two guys, Haynes and Deshaun Hall. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Pick 161 was the Panthers dipping back into the Maryland pool to take DJ Moore's old college teammate and now professional teammate, Jermaine Carter Jr., the linebacker out of Maryland, who was one of the leaders, if not the leader of the Maryland defense. He played played all four years, spent the last three at middle linebacker, and he spent the last two years as a team captain and was also the team leader in tackles for all three seasons. And also in each of those three seasons, he was an honorable, honorable mention in the Big Ten. Uh, so... Obviously, obviously a very good tackle, and he comes into a situation now where he can join a reserve group with David Mayo and Jared Norris, but both of those guys are free agents after the 2018 season. So I'm looking at this as Carter could carve out a special teams role and is in the mix among the reserve group, and then could end up being the top reserve Come 2019, you figure he could slot in as the backup to uh, Luke Keekley. You know, right right now that's David Mayo, but come 2019, that spot probably ends up being Jermaine Carter. So another solid pick, I, th- I think there. You know, can and again maybe comes in and contributes on special teams early. But you're kind of looking, kind of looking for that depth and kind of that future, you know, looking ahead to the future a little bit in terms of, you know, kind of your two deep depth chart. 
because again, it's 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 possible. You know, we'll see what happens with Mayo and Norris, and then we'll see. You know, if they move on, then that opens the door for Carter to be kind of the. And it, it, it's also possible he could crack the starting lineup come 2019 because it's also not a guarantee that Thomas Davis will be back. He know, you know, he said he's already said that this is going to be his final season. Then kind of op- kept the door open a little bit as far as maybe coming back. But right now we're working under the thought that Thomas Davis will be gone in 2019. Obviously Luke Keekley will be there and Shaq Thompson will be there after he got his fifth year option exercised. You know. And we'll see if they would want to play Carter outside. But obviously that's down the line right now. Again, I think his role is joining a reserve group and then maybe finding himself on special teams, maybe on kickoff coverage or punt coverage. And then you get into the seventh round where the Panthers selected Andre Smith, linebacker out of North Carolina. So their second straight second straight linebacker. In the old days it would be two straight ACC linebackers, but obviously Maryland's not ACC anymore. <laughs> as far as Andre Smith goes, very limited in 2017. Suffered a knee injury that limited him to just two games. I believe it was week two that he suffered the injury, I think, against Louisville. That caused him the rest of the rest of the season but he does have experience at both the will will linebacker and the mike linebacker uh he did spend all of 2016 as the middle linebacker he started 12 games and he recorded 113 tackles smith is more likely to be a special team be probably more of a special teamer than Jermaine Carter. You know, bo- both of them could end up starting on special teams, but uh, Carter is more likely to maybe see the field a little bit on defensive snaps, whereas Andre Smith is probably at the outset, if he sticks, just a special teamer. So, you know, and again, it's just a matter of how he can, how he's recovering from that injury too. You know, he should be, he should be good for the start of the season, but, and again, a a guy like this, it it may not even be a guarantee that he even makes the roster. He's probably going to have to fight a little bit, but if he can carve out that special teams role, he, he should find himself or at least could find himself on the 53-man roster and then their final pick of the draft number 242 overall sticking in the ACC they went with Kendrick Norton 
the defensive tackle out of Miami. 26 tackles, six and a half tackles for a lost last year, and he was a honorable mention in for the All ACC team last season and a third team selection in 2016. Norton's uh, a nice big body guy, he's 314 pounds. Fits in early in the defensive tackle rotation and could see more snaps come 2019 because you've got Kyle Love, uh, 32 years old and set to become a free agent in 2019. And of course, Dontari Paul only signed a one-year contract. They still want to see more from Vernon Butler, obviously. You know, they they don't want to give up yet on their on their former first-round pick, especially now with Starlo Tulele in Buffalo. But again, like tight end and defensive end, defensive tackle was quietly a little bit of a need. So, another guy I'm going to be intrigued to watch. Um, he might have a better chance to stick on the final roster than Andre Smith. But we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, seventh rounders obviously are quite interesting. And then, of course, what's even more interesting are the undrafted free agents. And, of course, in terms of the entire league, there was quite a, quite a bit of good players. At least in terms of us in, like, draft Twitter and whatnot. A lot of players that we thought were pretty good that ended up not being drafted. You know, especially at the quarterback position where, you know, I I did say I thought quarterback was going to be taken. I thought Raleigh Ferguson was possible and didn't happen. They didn't draft a quarterback at all, but they did sign a quarterback as an undrafted free agent. And that was Kyle Allen out of Houston. Obviously, Houston, of course, you know, they're known for the gunslinging offense, where it's basically nothing but throwing the ball. But for some quarterbacks, it works out. I mean, you just saw Case Keenum, a former Houston quarterback, lead the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game. And again, we know we've... I already talked about how the Panthers wanted to address the backup corner backup quarterback position. Well, like here likely is your is your guy because you know you still haven't re-signed Derek Anderson, which means other than Newton Oh I'm sorry, that's right, they did also they do also have Tyler Heineke, formerly of the well a bunch of different teams, but I think his most recent team was the Houston Texans. So now your quarterback depth chart is Cam Newton, Garrett Gilbert, Taylor Heineke, and Kyle Allen. Also, and of course you can check out Panthers Wire tracking the undrafted free agents, and we'll certainly be updating these. They've also signed... Ohio State defensive tackle Tracy Sprinkle, 
which just goes to show how how great the Ohio State defensive line was. You know, Tracy Sprinkle signing as a undrafted free agent, and of course, three defensive three defensive ends: Sam Hubbard, Tyquan Lewis, and Jalen Holmes, all taken within the first, I think, 102 picks or something like that, because I believe. Yeah, number 102, the Vikings took Jalen Holmes, and he was the third of the Ohio State pass rushers. So they definitely had a lot of talent there. And, of course, next year's draft, you know, and for for those that like to look at or do mock drafts a year in advance, one of the first names you're going to put on that mock draft is going to be Nick Bosa. Yes, the younger brother of Joey Bosa. He'll be one of the top the top draft picks, or at least on paper right now, one of the top draft prospects. Obviously, Ed Oliver is going to be up there out of Houston. Uh, practically the entire Clemson defensive line is looking good. The, the biggest one is Cleveland Farrell. So there's going to be, and especially with the defensive line, there's going to be a lot of good prospects. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, But right now, those are the only two names that our article has posted. Uh, Kyle Allen and Tracy Sprinkle, obviously... More will come. By the way, if you recall when Jarvion Franklin was on the show here, I got a chance to interview him, the running back out of Western Michigan. He signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So congratulations to him. Uh, Definitely excited to watch how he does with the Steelers. Hopefully he can crack the roster. If not, hopefully he can stick somewhere else. You know, great, great guy. Real cool to talk to, so you know, best of luck to him. But that's it. That's the draft. As crazy as crazy as that sounds and how fast it came, the draft is over. And now it's a matter of you know, next step is rookie minicamp. So you're gonna see see all these guys. Kind of get their first taste now of NFL action or NFL practices. And then they'll join the rest of the team for OTAs. And then it'll be a lull period. Because after you go through OTAs, once you get into like the middle of June, it's obviously a dead period between June and the end of July when training camp starts. And before you know it, we'll be getting ready to talk about the Panthers against the Dallas Cowboys in week one. You know, it's right now. It seems so far away, a little over four months. But then again, look how fast. As I said at the top of the show, how fast this draft process went, which basically started 
at the beginning of January, and now here we are. It's the end of April already. The NFL draft is in the book. So before you know it, training camp will be here, and we'll be really talking some football. So with that, we'll wrap things up here as always. Thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed all the draft coverage. You know, we'll certainly go back and keep recapping. Might get a little more in-depth on some of these players. Remember, remember as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And, of course, check out my work at Panthers Wire. And if you want, I've been covering stuff over at Bengals Wire as well.com. I was certainly busy over there tracking their prospects. In fact, I also jumped on the Bengals Wire podcast earlier today, or we recorded earlier today. Probably going to be up sometime this weekend. So if you want to check that out, we you know, just kind of ran through the Bengals draft picks and my thoughts on them. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely was a fun week, but very busy. So definitely going to try to get a little bit of rest. And I suggest you guys do the same too, because I'm sure you guys have been, I mean, you, you guys will be listening to this on Sunday. So hopefully as you're listening to this, you are resting being on Sunday. I'll be out working though. But I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. We'll be back some point next week to figure out where what direction we're going to go in next, because it feels like once the draft is over, it's like, other, other than talking about practice, which you can only go so much on there, we'll figure out, we'll figure out something. You know, and if you guys have any ideas, as always, you can... Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, Love to chat with you guys there. So until next time, thanks for listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we will see you next time right here on LOP. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.